Welcome to Power Trader Radio's Trade Talk, the show designed exclusively for the savvy stock trader or investor of today. With the latest market analysis and strategies, stock market tips and tricks, investments with options and spread trades, near report, news, events, analysis, and research, we put it together for you. Hosted by Andy Peterson and Mark Eli. And now here are your co-hosts, Andy Peterson. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of hectic. Getting... All right. Mark, what happened to my bumper? Who's this other guy? Yeah, yeah. What happened here? Our oh, menu he, get reset up. Did he get his job back? No. This, no, this, this guy, he... Way better. Yeah, you do. I'm telling you. No, actually, he sounds a lot better, but he's too, a, he's too pricey for us. There's some magic in your pipes. That's right. How you doing, Mark? Good. Welcome, John. Mm. Mm. Can, can you hear me? We can. John, we can oh, hear okay. you. Hi, everyone. What a sound hi, John. for ears. Yes, hi, John. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. Is it? How's the uh, how's life in the uh, the big city? Well, we are um, we are preparing to play in the uh, semifinals of the high school state championship tomorrow night. No way! Congratulations. Now, what position yep. does your son play? He is a receiver. Okay. Well, I hope he receives a touchdown pass. That's going to be awesome if it happens. Yeah, we're playing. The team we're playing hasn't lost since 2015. <laughs> they won the last two years, and they won like They're 45 due. in a row. So They're due for time. an L. They're yeah. due for a loss. Yep. That's what I think. Mark, how are you doing? Uh, Chicago Land. Speaking of receivers, um, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of receiving today in the market. You know, oh. first day after the funeral, the yeah. market was down yesterday. Did you watch any the, of that? No, sir, I didn't. Oh, very heartfelt, very touching, very stately government-sanctioned funeral. Uh, George uh, Jr., George W. Bush, put a, a wonderful eulogy, eulogized his father in a very loving way. Um, all the heads of state were there. It was just, it was very touching to watch. I wish I would have watched it with my family, uh, but I couldn't get them all together around YouTube to watch it through C-SPAN or Fox News or one of the other outlets. What about you? I agree, Did you I watched it yesterday, and I actually watched a little bit of the um, one in Houston today. But the one yesterday, uh, you, your heart just ached for George Jr. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, he, uh, he, it was very touching. And, and uh, then, you know, I thought when uh, a former senator from Wyoming, Simpson, spoke. Yeah. Um, that was that was quite humorous and 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 provided some shed some nice light on it and yeah a little and, nice uh, light maybe a little levity too yeah and he it just showed what he 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 really showed what uh, uh, George Senior was all about you know and yeah. loyalty and integrity and and those, those things so I thought it was a a really nice um, really nice. Uh, um, Send off, I guess. It's what you yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I hope history is kind to George H.W. I never really – it was a little little too – I was a little too young to be caring about politics at the time. I mean, I, I wasn't actually too young, but I just wasn't caring about politics at the time. Sounds like he was a very humble guy. His uh, mom instilled a lot of humility in him. Um, and yet he had a wonderful uh, sense about him whereby he could manage these uh, diplomatic negotiations with other heads of state across the, you know, with different nations. Did a great job with uh, uh, working with um, uh, foreign countries, dignitaries, and uh, just really good president. He only served one term, but the term that he served, he uh, got beat by uh, uh, Bill Clinton, who was a very shrewd politician who uh, pushed the economy, um, uh, the realization that the economy was not uh, where it should be, and he ended up beating uh, George um, H.W. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, very interesting uh, uh, way that the funeral played out. And uh, if, I encourage any of our listeners to go back and, and watch it. And um, I think the number to reach us is 914-338-1702. And this is episode 141. We had a technical snafu. We were actually supposed to start at uh, 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, and um, and it's now 7:30. We, uh, <laughs> I'm on like I'm on a computer in my basement now, trying to figure out whether or not anybody can hear me. Um, and I think Mark's on his iPad, and I think uh, John's calling in from his uh, rotary phone. So we're all just trying to bring it to you. And uh, we, you know, there's just so much going on in the market. We just wanted to kind of catch up and um, and kind of chat about certain things. And so. Um, I thought the agenda guys would be pretty loose since, uh, you know, we're just trying to recover from the technical snafus and trying to recover from a crazy market. I don't know if you guys have been paying any attention. Uh, John, have you seen the news about the market today? Um, well, you know, I, the, it's funny because I just looked now and the futures are up right now. They're, they're, they're four points up <laughs> no at kidding. the moment. Of course, they were up okay. – uh, they were up uh, yesterday, or on the day that it was closed, they were up also. But you know, I I, I think that the what what I've been hearing is you know the the whole trade tariff thing with China is 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 uh, seems to be um, causing a lot of fear in the market right now. Yeah. I think the uh, a lot of people are predicting. Um, that the, the growth rates are going to be much smaller next year as opposed to what they were this year. And um, then on top of that, you know, I think you're going to talk about the yield curve in a little bit and what, how that, what the indicators of that are today, Andy. So I'll let yeah. you uh, into that. But um, I think those three things are a big cause of it. But, you know, it's funny because it, it was, it was down, you know, 500. Then it was up 300. Then it was down 800, and and then today another 400 and something. I think it was down, and I didn't see where it actually closed. But um, tomorrow, you know, it could be back up. And, and I, I just, uh, I'm, it's, it just seems like it's making these big moves. You know, right. I, I don't know. I. Be interested to hear what you and Mark have to say about it. Yeah, yeah. Mark, you know, what do you think? Have you been monitoring? Mark, have you been looking at your trades? What do you think about uh, how the market reacted today? And uh, you know, after a day off from yesterday's uh, uh, funeral service. You know, it was it was kind of a refreshing to see uh, a pullback a little because you know there's a lot of opportunities that I missed a couple of weeks ago, 
and this pullback this has given me a chance to re-enter. So I, I did go into uh, a cash. Now I am I'm really bullish on uh, on uh, Apple trade because of Andy, and yeah. and it was and it kind of hurt me to see that uh, that stock go down when yeah. it was up at you know 183 just a couple of days ago. Yeah. But you know uh, T-Mobile's been my one of my favorites, you know, uh, out there, um, uh, right now we, Andy and I have been placing some, uh, straddles and strangles and, um, really didn't do actually more straddles than strangles. And, um, we, I just love volatility at this moment. I just mm-hmm. love it. So, mm-hmm. so volatility is being, being my friend. So, uh, you know, I, there's a couple Couple entry trades that I am bullish on that 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 are vertical on these trades on a bullish move, and uh, my price point on Nvidia, uh, you know, was 150, 150, uh, 155, 150. So I needed to stay above 155. I'm clear there at 158.28, and my trade expires tomorrow. So okay. uh, I'm I'm clear. Um, I could probably close it out to, uh, tomorrow after market. The stock is up. It's at 160 okay. after our market. So tomorrow I'll just let that thing ride. I'll close out that trade. I'll put that, uh, and that that trade was uh, profiting $2,500 of profit in that trade. So it's 10 contracts. Wow! Congratulations, so, Mark. That's phenomenal. Um, not only yeah. can't say that about a whole lot of stocks. Uh, I think I read something earlier today about half of the S&P being in a bear market. Bank stocks being blistered since September. Bank stocks been filed way down to size. Um, kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the bear market that you know I think we're all. I mean a lot of the uh, a lot of the experts are saying the same thing. You know this is uh, we're we're entering a bear market now. How fun though! I mean that we have TradeCaddy's got a lot of tools that kind of address what a bear market trade looks like. Um, two of them in particular, and I think this is how you would trade these guys. I'm going over to the Range Finders report right now. It's in uh, Trade Caddies. Uh, Ari has a set of tools. Uh, one of those sets of tools has a subset of tools that's called Range Finders. Two of those reports, uh, actually three of those reports, are very interesting. Um, I'm looking at the Line Drive report right now. The Line Drive report receives a list of stocks, retrieves a list of stocks that have had eight consecutive days of upward moves. Currently, there's only one stock that has eight consecutive days of upward moves. And the Hook report retrieves a list of stocks that have had seven consecutive days of upward moves and the last day, the eighth day is down. I'm taking a look at these uh, reports guys. Um, and there's really only a couple few of these stocks that even qualify. One of those is um, fate uh, F A T E. I traded that with a bear. Uh, I think it was a bear put. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at it uh, going down just because it's sitting up so high. And so guys, I had a question for you. Maybe this question is directed to Mark. Um, these two reports here, uh, you're probably pretty familiar with them since you're the one who uh, created them, uh, the line drive and the hook report. Looking at these stocks that have eight consecutive days of upward moves, and then you look at the MACD and the RSI, I mean, they're, all of these signals are essentially above um, any point in the, in the recent past where that stock has been. Do you, at that point, trade it bearish in the short term or how would you recommend that particular – you take a look at those stocks that that report tr- retrieves. How would you trade those stocks in general? Do you trade them as being bearish or, or that, okay, this is a time right now where 
um, I'm going to go ahead and, and I think that's still going to go up. You know, that's a great question. And, and that, that answer is, uh, was answered in 1286 by a guy named Leonardo Fibonacci. And he came, he noticed a, a pattern in life. Uh, if you take a number and you start with the number one and you add that number to its preceding number, which is zero, you get one. Then you take one plus one, you get two. Then two plus one equals three. Two equals five. Five plus three is eight. So th- we're at eight. The next Fibonacci number is eight plus, uh, eight plus five, which is 13. So according to Leonardo Fibonacci, you're going to have a bullish trend for the next five days. From um, uh, So once you hit the eight mark, now the question is, is that that report is kind of tricky. So if you look at Ari, it tells you that the last eight days was trading, but it could have been more than eight. It could be we're at 13. Uh, we could be at 20 days of, of, of trading. So I, it's, it's a tricky report. So um, you have to be aware of what number you're on. Um, you have to know that you're on a Fibonacci number, a decision point. And that, again, that day is eight means you got five days of upward moves. So. Got it. Got it. So maybe we should rename this report the Fibonacci um, and you know, kind of kind of honor these uh, these uh, financial wizards of uh, of yesteryear. You know, it's funny you mention that because we eventually, uh, without uh, knowing who he is, you hear the word fib and you think it's a lie report. So yeah. I, I don't. We we were yeah. we went in and and people just would not take the opportunity to learn about this phenomenal mathematical yeah. model. We never fib on the show. We we speak the truth in love here. Um, it's so right. funny. I'm like I'm on this old computer and I'm like I have to log into Facebook to look at our Trade Caddy account. I'm like I don't remember how to log into Facebook. Everything I've had, I'm, I haven't had to log into Facebook in a year. But now that I'm on this old computer, it wants to show me notification. Okay, we'll, we'll allow that. So the reason why I'm heading over to Facebook, guys, is because we do have a Facebook page for those who don't know, and also a Twitter page. Um, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about here um, is uh, already listed on our Facebook page. We post at least once a day, um, and we kind of go over all the things that we have discussed on the radio show. I'm going to go ahead and provide for you a link on our Facebook page or our Twitter feed at Trade Caddy. Uh, that's spelled T-R-A-D-E-C-A-D-D-I-E, um, the, uh, Fibonacci, the Fibonacci sequence and the thoughts behind it and what what uh, what Mr. Fibonacci was thinking back in 1286 when he put together his algorithms. So, yeah, so that's perfect. Um, th- those are just two of, I think, the 10 rangefinder reports that we make available as part of a suite that comes with the RE subscription at tradecaddy.com. There's also the Eagle report, which retrieves a list of stocks that are within 1% of their 52-week high. All of these reports... Um, are very interesting to me. Mark, there's another report here called the Delta Report. The Delta Report you put together um, is actually has two reports. The first report is the hole-in-one, which is the 10 greatest bullish upward percent change moves. And then there's the sand pit, which is the 10 greatest bearish downward percent change moves. And so there's with, with each one of these reports, the hole-in-one and the sand pit, you've got 10 socks to choose from um, and they list the closing price, the percent change. And from there, if you own the uh, subscription to RE, you can go ahead and take a look at the RE um, score and research. You can take a look at the charts, and then you can go ahead and even take a look at the option chain wizard 
to uh, put together your trade, whether it's bullish or bearish. Um, Mark, I was wondering if you can tell me, uh, um, uh, give me a little history of the um, the uh, the Delta report and how you thought of that and um, how you use the Delta report in your trading before we go to break. You know, the uh, Delta report is is one of those reaction reports. It's a report where this happened and it happened today. It's it's not based upon any indicators. It's it's just an actual action. So uh, these stocks, if if you take all the U.S. trading stocks and you just look for the greatest percent move up, and you take the top uh, ten of those stocks based upon the percent move from uh, the closing price of the previous day, that's what qualifies to make that uh, report. So you're looking for moves up and you're looking for moves mm-hmm. down. And what's interesting in this report, we got something called the RE score. And if you look at the RE score and you look at the, like in the hole in one, it's the moves up, that you can see where uh, RE might have agreed. But the really, the real challenge is in that sentimental score. So if you see a, like say, a, a, a stock in the hole in one that has a sentimental score that's red, which mm-hmm. means it's bearish, that means it tricked RE. RE. It's it, Ari did not see that coming. It was way out there in left field. It came and, and it came, came up. So um, if you see a green score uh, on that sentimental score, that means that was the expectation of the investor in the future. Ari kind of saw that there and, and was uh, helping predict it. But really when it's a score of 10, do you really – so you would expect to see uh, a 10 on that score. And anything red in that all-in-one report – is uh, a surprise. Yeah. And now and on the there's, there's, just real quick, Mark, just real quick of those 10, there's only one red score and that's with FGP that had a closing price of $1.28. So it's kind of a low closing price. And so maybe perhaps that's why, um, that's why it had the, the low RE score, but the others are all green or blue. And so with, with regards to the hole in one, yes, um, even RE can't necessarily predict the future, although it's as close to as an intelligence uh, robot that we have come uh, come up with at this point. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about the Sandfit as well, the uh, the other side of the Delta reports. Exactly, you picked it the other side. So um, if you're green on the sentimental score, that's when a contrarian to so Ari missed missed it. If it's a if it's a green uh, sentimental score over there, uh, Ari thought it was going to go up, and that stock went down. Uh, that's a surprise. So if you see a score of uh, one on the sentimental score, Ari saw that coming and predicted it coming. But those green scores, those are bad over on that sentimental side. So right. you're looking for – it was a beautiful lead in, Andy, because we were talking about Delta. And this is mm-hmm. a movement that you started back about four months ago on the trade YY. You came out and you said, hey, I just want to do a straddle. Uh, and what's interesting is uh, the difference between a straddle and a strangle is the strike price. Mm-hmm. And a straddle, you're buying a long call and a long put at the same strike price. And, and you kind of just a kind of mnemonic to help you with that name. If uh, the straddle has got two D's in it, so you get, they're both the same. And where they're strangle, the N and the G is different. So you're on the other side of it. So you go, go uh, one strike above the money at the money and one strike below the money. And then uh, you get your, your strangle it, uh, by that end. Now the mm-hmm. interesting thing about the strangle is cheaper to buy. Mm-hmm. And, but, but you're, uh, it, you don't have that, you don't make as much money 
uh, in the long run. So if, if, if it's moving a lot, so uh, yeah. you take and less risk and make less in the long run. That's right. Lower risk and lower reward as a result. Now the sand pit, uh, Ari was not fooled in one of the instances. It did have a couple that I thought were, might've been stagnant. Um, but, uh, there are no green light indicators on the sand pit side, um, only blues and reds. And so I tell you what, when we, uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back after the break, let's go ahead and, uh, wrap the show up with some predictors with regards to any trades we have open that we think we're going to, uh, uh, see, uh, prove to be, um, demonstrable with regards to our, uh, our predictions. I... Looking forward to <laughs> Here we go. Tired of trying to invent a time machine? Can't get your crystal ball to tell the future? Look no further. There is a wizard that can help you make money. The Option Chain Wizard from Trade Caddy can give you the ability to trade on future expectations. Not only can you make money on an upward-moving stock, but you can make money in any direction, up, down, and stagnant. Go to TradeCaddy.com to find out more. Candlesticks are not just for burning the midnight oil. Go to LearnFromSteveNissen.com forward slash PTR and learn from the person who revealed candles to the Western world on how to correctly use them to make money and decrease market risk. Go to learnfromstevenisson.com forward slash PTR. Now, Trade Talk continues on powertraderradio.com. <laughs> Yes, we are now back. I tell you what, I, I just listened to that Learn from Steve Nissen um, uh, podcast. It was our throwback Thursday from a couple, about a month ago. That guy, we really ought to get him back on, Mark. Yes, yes. He was a, he wrote the book, literally, on Japanese candlesticks. And yeah. um, I, I love I, I talking to him. He was a very intelligent guy. He um he does a, such a beautiful job presenting and explaining mm-hmm. complex things in a very simple way. Yeah, that was a two-hour podcast, and I I imagine that time just flew by with him. You Uh-oh. know what I mean? <laughs> we lost you for a second. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I was just I was just kind of leading into uh, a question for you or a sug- that that I mean, just by, by listening to the conversation. Um, I was not part of it, unfortunately, but it just seemed like the two hours that you spent with him uh, just flew on by. But uh, so perhaps we could possibly get him back now uh, to close the show up. And I'm not sure how much time we have, but I can't imagine it's a whole bunch because we've already covered a lot of ground. Looks like we're already at 30 minutes. So um, let's just within the next five minutes. Um, let me know, guys, what do you think for the what's your prognosis? I'll tell you mine first and then I will go ahead and uh, listen to what you guys have to say. Uh, we touched on Trade Caddy's website and Facebook page and Twitter about the bond yield curve flipping and learning a little bit more about that. It is There's a lot to know. I mean, it's fairly simplistic, but it's a very strong indicator that we are approaching another recession. And um, I'm kind of, I'm okay with this. Um, I know that the market is cyclical. Mark and John, you guys have a lot more um, expertise and experience in the market than I do, but I've been doing a lot of studying 
And um, I'm, I'm looking at the bond, uh, the yield, and I'm seeing that there is uh, indeed an indicator that this could be uh, the, the beginning of a, a bear market. Uh, I'm also um, kind of excited about it, and at least from a paper trade perspective, I've already started some bear trades. What, um, what can you tell me, I guess, short-term and long-term about the bear market? Do you think that if you were to place some options uh, some spread trades that expired in December, like say December 21st, just a couple of weeks from now, would you be trading? I guess it, you know, it all depends on whether, what the stock particular ticker is obviously, but in general, would you think you're going to be trading bearish or bullish? Uh, John, I'll go to you first. Unless you're not on the call. <laughs> Mark, I'll go to you first. Well, it's interesting because the bear market uh, it has a positive effect, and that positive effect is that money becomes more valuable. So when the the stock market has less value, you uh, you you find you find yourselves uh, where people are going wishing they have cash, they're going to cash, and they're going to use their cash to to buy, you know, they they want to buy stuff. So the stock market has less value. Uh, the mar value the the stocks are going down. People are afraid to convert to cash, so your buying power gets uh, gets more valuable. So uh, the their gold, anything that's in uh, those um, those asset values like uh, gold and money, any closer you get to money, the the more value it has. So you look at precious metals, you look at um, bonds. The, the values of bonds start going up, you know, people, uh, as more people are getting into that. Um, so you, um, there is a, there is a knee jerk reaction that, that you're going to see and the stock market has a tool that allows you get to get into those. And you right. can go ahead and buy um, these precious metal stocks. You can go ahead and buy gold. You can buy these trusts. You can go into oil. You can go into these, these other uh, industries. Really, where it really, really matters is in those REITs, and those mm -hmm. REITs are um, a real estate investments that have to pay back by law a dividend, and they have to by law pay uh, ninety percent of their gross proceeds or their net pro proceeds out as dividends, and they're they're kind of a fixed amount set by the board of directors at, at each board meeting annually. So you got NLY, AGNC. These uh, REITs that when you put your money in, like if you put your money in today, uh, your money would pay you 11% no matter what that stock did. So if you put a, a hundred dollars in, you're going to get $11 back annually um, based upon if that the, 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 the stock, mm -hmm. uh, the amount that you bought in at. Now, mm -hmm. the trick about uh, dividends is that. Um, that the stock price changes, and let's say hypothetically that stock went down to fifty dollars, and you, mm -hmm. and, and that stock was still paying eleven dollars out uh, per share on that stock. You're the person who entered at a hundred dollars; they're still getting eleven percent from the amount that they invested. However, they would go to the stock market and they would look at it at that day, and they would say, "Oh, it's paying. The stock is valued at fifty dollars, but the market is showing it's paying twenty-two percent." Uh, on the dividend, and the reason why is because that uh, that value is based upon the current day, and 
So if I bought into it, I'm only going to, I would get 22% on my $50, but it's, I'm only getting $11 in reality. So, right. so it's, yeah. a, it's a nice little trick. Buy, yeah, no, buy, I mean, uh, buy REITs, you know, for low, um, I, I like to diversify my portfolio. It's a mm-hmm. low risk, medium risk and high risk. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's one thing I always have. Uh, I always have uh, some dividend stock in my portfolio. The question is, is how much of your portfolio do you want to go ahead and put into low risk? The the more you get in the low risk, the less ROI you're making over the year, but at least you're making something. And Andy yep. and I had this rule of thumb. We 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 want to make 20% a year, and 11% mm-hmm. is not a year. Yeah, it's not 20%. So mm-hmm. we, we, uh, we have to use other higher risk stocks in order to make up the difference. That's right. And diversification is uh, a critical um, options trading is a little bit more risky than, you know, your, uh, regular, uh, investments, uh, a lot more fun too. Matter of fact, I believe, uh, I'll stand by that claim. And, um, uh, but you gotta, you gotta wonder, um, you know, what's, what's in store for the future. And, um, I think trade caddy could very well be, um, uh, a, a good, um, a helper, uh, in times of kind of wondering what you should do next with your portfolio consider giving yourself a Christmas gift in the next couple of weeks. We'll be on uh, the podcast for the next couple uh, of weeks before Christmas, but you might want to shoot Mark at tradecaddy.com a call or Andy at tradecaddy.com a call in order to um, kind of talk to us a little bit about um, what packages would fit your needs best, whether it's an education package or whether you want the RE tool, the OCW tool or a combination. So hit us up at tradecaddy.com or shoot us an email. Uh, We really appreciate your support and look forward to um, speaking with you in the future.